Hello, and welcome to the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Inside Out Trading and Brian McAvoy, where the focus is on consistency, because when you have the consistent part down, profits become easy. Hello, everyone. This is Brian McAvoy with a new episode of the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Inside Out Trading. I'm excited today to be interviewing Louise Nonwhaler, creator of Hypnosis for Traders. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you very much, Brian. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, indeed. Uh, now, everybody, uh, Louise is a recognized and highly acclaimed trading psych- uh, psychology expert. She's an award-winning clinical hypnotherapist and life coach. And Louise is the founder of Hypnosis for Traders and the creator of the Trading Mindset Program. She's also the co-founder and co-host of Trading in the Zen and the Trading Mindset Podcast, which is really excellent. You got to check it out. Uh, Louise has won numerous awards, both globally and in the UK, including awards for Businesswoman of the Year, Life Coach of the Year, Hypnotherapist of the Year, Alternative Therapy, and for being inspirational and influential. She also has diplomas in mindfulness, NLP, clinical hypnotherapy, and financial trading. So she's very well educated and pretty broadly experienced. Um, And along with all the awards and accreditations, uh, she's also just playing a pretty cool person and very down to earth. Uh, Again, thanks for being here today and for being game for this interview. Thank you very much, Brian. I'm really excited. Again, glad to have you here. Now, one thing that I noticed when I was looking through your uh, bio, or actually on your website, is, and, and this is, it, it really puts you in a very unique position, because I've never heard anybody else that could say this, is that you actually come from a family of successful traders. Um, I mean, for nearly everybody else, trading is a brand new experience, and they don't have that kind of a reference uh, or exposure prior to trading. When they get into trading, it's all brand new. So, you know, tell me about, you know, how this influenced you and your early experience as a trader. Uh, that's a good question, actually. So basically it was on my mother's side, my uncles, and they were successful traders and investors back in the day, a couple of decades ago. So I kind of just grew up, grew up with kind of hearing about charts and Forex and kind of, trading it was kind of just it was part of my childhood really it wasn't something that I kind of was involved in or heard about every day but it was you know I knew that I you know as I grew up into sort of my teenage years I it was something that I kind of recognized more and more so I guess it's kind of been something that has always been around in my family since kind of I remember the age of five or six so yeah I mean I've always I remember hearing the word trading and charts and you know yeah, it's kind of in my blood, I guess. Huh. So, so they would like go ahead and talk about what was going on with their trading and just openly in the house and everything. So you got to like be part of those conversations even when you were a kid, and it really didn't mean a whole lot at that time. No, no, absolutely not. But it goes into the subconscious, doesn't it? The more oh. we hear about it, you know, if it's if it happens on a regular basis, which it was, you know, weekly or fortnightly, it goes into the subconscious, and we go, you know, it's just something that we kind of grow up with, really. So, yeah, it's always it's always been in my life. I've always been very, very passionate about trading all aspects. So. Well, so when you first started trading for yourself, um, I mean, how was that already having that it, that exposure, you know, some of the subconscious uh, implant and just also being around successful traders, people who could talk about trading and they were comfortable, comfortable about it. 
And it was, uh, I, I would expect it was kind of, um, you know, just kind of, you know, business as normal, right? Yeah, I kind of had this kind of inner self-assurance, like this inner confidence that that's all I knew. I mean, I did, if I'm honest, I did sort of struggle with my psychology uh, sometimes, you know, with one of the things for me at the time was losses. I used to trade Forex, um, but there was a kind of fork in the road, which perhaps we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I always kind of grew up with this belief that anything you put your mind to, you can just, you can succeed because I, you know, I, I guess I come from a very successful family and that's, that's what I saw really. So yeah, which is inspiring. <laughs> so what's the fork in a row that you, you mentioned? So basically the fork was, um, it got to a point where I had a choice. Um, I was a hypnotherapist at the time and I could have really worked on my psychology and really become a very successful trader. However, at that time, I actually got contacted by, at that time, many years ago by my first trader who said, look, um, and it was sheer co coincidence because I didn't have kind of, I didn't found hypnosis for traders then. Um, but anyway, they contacted me and said, I need help with my psychology. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's see what we can do. And then we worked together. We still, we're friends to this day, actually. And within weeks, I mean, the, the transformation was phenomenal. We'd, you know, we'd do hypnosis and work with the subconscious. And I just thought to myself, it just felt right. And I just, it felt like my calling. I was helping people, helping traders. So I actually decided I give trading 100% or I work with traders and give them 100%. And I decided to work with traders and help traders. And from then on, it's just kind of like grown and grown and become more successful. Huh. Very cool. Now, as far yeah. as your, your hypnotherapy and stuff, you, you do that with, I mean, on a variety of different uh, topics or uh, problems that people have, right? I mean, so what are, what are some of the more common ones that uh, people are coming to, coming to you for help with? For hypnotherapy? Yeah. So I used to see a variety of clients. Now I just work with traders through hypnosis. Um, but back in the day, many years ago, I, I'd see clients for stopping smoking, pain management, hypnobirthing. Um, hypnobirthing. I, Yes. So hypnobirthing is basically a woman who comes to see you and she wants to have an easy birth, perhaps medication free, pain free. And um, yeah, hypnosis really, really helps, can help with that. Wow. Yeah, I know. That. that is absolutely cool. Yes. Yeah. I've seen many, many clients in the past and it's so rewarding because you get like an email or a phone call afterwards and or I used to get an uh, email or phone call, and they used to, they said, like, I actually had, I gave birth with no medication, and it was a really nice experience. So, yeah. But you said pain management as well. So hypnosis, it works for pain management? Like, what kind of pain management are you talking about? Well, with this area, you have to be very, very careful. So you, it, it depends. So if somebody's coming to you for like migraines or headaches, you always have to make sure that the client has consulted their GP, their doctor or somebody in the medical industry first, because right. if there's something underlying, hypnosis can mask it. And that's, you have to be very careful in that area, right. but it can help. Um, it can help with 
people going to the dentist and not needing anesthetic uh, operations you know there, there's evidence yeah it's it's phenomenal wow. that because that's like some intense pain <laughs> mm. uh, yeah absolutely huh. yeah wow. but hypnosis i mean i've i've never ever worked with a client where they've gone to the dentist or they've had an operation but you know i mean i've seen it done so oh okay yeah, that's kind of like the first time I ever heard about uh, acupuncture being used. Um, it's yeah. anesthesia for surgeries, and mm. that was uh, that was amazing because the like the the patients sitting there and they're awake and they're watching the surgery is yeah. performed, and it's like you know no no pain and they're <laughs> being cut open and sewed up and all this stuff, and it's like la 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 la, no no big deal. I'm just kind of watching this happen. It's like wow. <laughs> I know it's the same with hypnosis. They can have the the person can have the hypnotherapist there, side by side while they ha- whilst they're having the operation. Um, huh. And yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's got to be agreed by by sort of the medical industry. But it, yeah, I've seen it on videos and documentaries and stuff. Huh. Now, um, one thing I heard not too long ago is that uh, it's becoming more common in the medical industry, though, for regular physicians to recommend people to hypnotherapy for certain things. What, what's going on with that? So in the UK, um, hypnotherapy is the number one therapy for stopping smoking, and it's also the number one therapy for IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. So it's really, really helping so many people. So a lot of doctors now in the UK, I'm not sure about worldwide, are referring patients, their patients, to hypnotherapists, professional hypnotherapists, for things such as anxiety and stress, um, for stopping smoking, for weight management, um, IBS. So, yeah, it's becoming more more accepted. Yeah, for those listed besides the IBS, it, I mean, it, it makes sense. It'll be a natural fit. How's it work for IBS? I mean, that's like a physical symptom. That's not a generally a mental thing like anxiety or, you know, a habit or whatever. So you're saying that hypnotherapy actually works on physical, um, uh, you know, issues? Well, IBS, the number one cause for IBS is generally stress. Um, because we actually in our stomach there's two things we have a second brain and we hold all of our emotions in our stomach so uh, so our body our stomach if we have things like ibs it can be that we're holding stress or tension or anxiety in the body Um, and what people are finding through continuous studies is when they start to reduce stress and anxiety and and lead a more calmer lifestyle the symptoms of ibs start to reduce and even eliminate so as a hypnotherapist, I have worked in the past with many clients for IBS. Uh, and one technique that I have found to be very powerful and profound is something called a gentle river. So you basically guide your client into hypnosis and you start to bring them into a state of calm and peace. You start to reduce the stress, the anxiety, and then you visualize or you get them to visualize their stomach like this calm flowing river uh, it's really effective i mean even just in one session they can kind of just do a 180 where they just go from all having all of these uncomfortable symptoms to kind of just feeling a lot better in their body huh that's really mm. 
Yeah. So as far as the hypnotherapy, I mean, so aside from just, you know, being like a guided meditation, you're actually, I mean, when you hypnotize somebody, you're actually putting them into a whole different mental state, correct? Yeah, I mean, hypnosis really is about kind of a heightened state of awareness. You know, there's a lot of kind of myths and misconceptions out there that people think that, you're, you know, you're going to take over their mind or get them to do things that they don't want to. In fact, that's quite the opposite. And hypnosis is nothing like stage hypnosis, may I add. <laughs> um, so basically, you just take them into this place of complete relaxation where they're completely in control. It's a very relaxing experience, but their kind of senses are heightened, if you like. We're more alert through hypnosis because we're so relaxed. So, I mean, because I've, I've actually never been hypnotized. I've always been curious about it. Tried it a few times unsuccessfully. Um, so you're saying that when somebody's in the, the, the hypnotized state, they're very calm and relaxed, but still very aware of their surroundings and yeah. present moment at all? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are there are different levels of hypnosis. So there's a very light level of hypnosis. And we actually do go in and out of hypnosis all day, every day. So, for example, when we're driving a car, I don't know about you, but generally I get to my destination and think, I don't remember the whole journey because we're kind of going in and out of that dreamlike state. We're kind of drifting in and out. So that's kind of light hypnosis. And then there are kind of real deeper versions of deeper levels of hypnosis where we can go into a deep sleep or our body can feel very, very, very heavy. Um, but we're super alert, like in our mind. Huh. So yeah, just depends. Wow. Cool. It's very relaxing though. So, huh. So you, you came to the fork in the road, decided to go all in on helping traders and using hypnotherapy. Now, you're, you're also, you said you got a diploma in NLP. Where, how, do you, like, you, how do you combine that in what you're doing for traders along with hypno, uh, the hypnotherapy? Or, or That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, generally in sessions, I combine two things. I combine coaching and hypnotherapy. However, there is one technique that I really like to use with traders or for traders. It, but it depends on on the individual. It depends on the person. And I feel if if they need this. So it's an NLP technique which is called anchoring a resourceful state. And any of us can do it. And you can literally do it within five to ten minutes. And it's literally anchoring a resourceful state. So what I do is in in the session is. I will kind of teach my client this technique to feel confident or to feel calm. So after the session, when they go away, they can literally do this and they've anchored that state. So they'll instantly feel what we've anchored. It's very powerful. Mm. And it works because huh? I've heard about anchoring before. Try to, uh, you know, read about it in books or, you know, heard about other places and, where you know, the whole notion of it was that, yes, when you do this, it'll like trigger that state. And maybe it was the teachers that I had, but it, I, yeah, that one had never seemed to work, but it, it, it actually does, huh? Where you can like yeah. do the physical thing and it, it, it produces the state, huh? Yeah. Sometimes it may need a top up, if you like. I mean, I think I heard that Anthony Robbins, you know, the sort of American life coach guru, he 
anchors like every finger and his thumbs like for different emotions different feelings different states so yeah it's it, it definitely works i've done it myself huh yeah old tony robbins is a trip <laughs> he's got all <laughs> it certainly is <laughs> well, i got introduced to him back i think it was in the 80s i, I bought his uh um God, I remember which uh, which power series it was, but it was the set of audio cassettes. It lets you know <laughs> how, how long ago that was. Um, mm. so, but yeah, um, huh? So the anchoring—that's cool that, that it actually does. Now, one other—it it, sets around the topic. I just—I got to ask you about it. One other uh, anchoring that I was exposed to, or anchoring process, and I found it really interesting because uh, this one it. It had a little bit of different focus. Instead of necessarily producing a uh, specific, uh, you know, mental or emotional state, this was for anchoring a goal. And oh, okay. What the guy did was he and it was an audio guided thing. Um, and what he did is he would take you closer and closer to your death. Like he would say, you know, it's like, you know, your, your death is like, you know, 24 hours away. You know, what, you know, what are you going to do? And, you know, we're six hours away. We're three hours away. We're an hour away. And it's wow. five minutes away. And the whole, the whole notion behind it was that anytime your life is threatened, your entire being, like, gets really focused. Mm. And that was the whole point of it was to bring you to this, to that kind of a mental state and then anchor the goal while you're in that particular frame of mind. So that it was like totally hammered into your subconscious at a, like a super deep level. And mm. it was actually a pretty interesting experience just because that was the first time I'd ever been through that kind of a thought process. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm like going to be dead in 24 hours. Holy crap. And, you know, the whole facing your mortality. Mm. That was an interesting, and he called it an anchor process. What are your thoughts? Very interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of anything like that, actually. I, but I can imagine, do, I mean, would you think, would you say that would work for everybody because, you know, a lot of us, a lot of people have a fear of death, but I guess it, it would put us in that state, wouldn't it? Of well, I guess fight or flight. Here's part of why I found it fascinating and can see how, it, yeah, it is probably effective for most anybody. Um, mm. It's just like there are certain moments uh, where in, in my life I've experienced time slowing down like massively. Um, the first time, and I don't, I don't mean to like monopolize things here, but this was such a cool experience. I was out in the backyard with my youngest son and we're bouncing around on the trampoline and he was, he was young. And so I'm, I'm bouncing, I'm bouncing him because if I was up there too, and I'm jumping too, I could like pop him up. And so we're both going around in a circle and I'm like going higher and higher and higher. And all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, I'm like leaving the trampoline. And while I was like kind of at the peak of the the jump, I noticed that I'm yeah I'm like leaving the trampoline and I'm heading over toward the the, the dog area where we had a, a small picket fence, and it's like mm-hmm. it, it, I mean my whole time in the air was maybe like two seconds, but it felt like a minute because I had time wow. to figure out where I'm going to land and I'm looking at it and it's like okay how can I come down on the fence without getting impaled? How can I deflect myself off the fence? And it seemed mm. forever that I had all this time to think, you know, and, and, but I managed to come down and deflect myself off the fence. Like next thing I know, I'm laying on the ground next to the fence, looking up at the, at the sky. Okay. 
And it was so cool, though, because it was, like I said, time just massively slowed down. It was like I was suspended up in the air, and I could just look around at all these things and think it through. And it was like, it was... Wow, what an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it happened. But you, Go ahead. Yeah, so, but I was going to say, you know, time's linear, isn't it? You know, we've... It, wouldn't it be amazing to have that ability to kind of, like, slow down or stop time and just, you know, I, yeah... Well, it, it sounds like it does happen though, because um, it, it, that also happened one other time in, in, when I was in, a, in my car and had somebody pull out in front of me, and it what was like I know it was only like maybe a half a second felt like again like a whole minute to think through how to dodge this car, and I was yeah. able to dodge it, and we got up to the light down the street and the guy that was behind me he pulls up next to me rolls his window down and it's like. How in the hell you missed that guy? I do not know. That was freaking cool. I'm like, mm. I'm here, but it was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well uh, done for that. <laughs> but yeah, the, that experience of time slowing down like that is so cool because it is, it's almost like everything almost gets frozen and you have mm. all this time to look around and think it through. And it's like, yeah. And everything mm. else, everything else just falls away. Kind of just stops almost like, or just... Yeah, slow motion. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, as far as the hypnotherapy, I, I, I we'll have to. I mean, can this is is this something that you can do like over a Zoom call with somebody? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can. It is. Uh, I mean, obviously during the pandemic, a lot of sort of therapists, hypnotherapists, had to sort of do their work online. Sure. If it wasn't as effective as face to face. I absolutely wouldn't do it, but it is. Um, the only thing that you need is kind of to be in a comfortable space, obviously good Wi-Fi or good connection, and that's all you need, just a place where you won't be disturbed. Um, so, yeah, it absolutely does. In fact, I've noticed that um, a lot of clients are more relaxed because obviously being in the comfort of their own home or in, they're in their office or, you know, they don't have to kind of stress with traffic and parking and so forth. So they kind of, when they're, arrive at a session they're generally more relaxed unless they've had a bad day trading so oh, yeah familiar surroundings yeah that makes sense sure hmm. right. yeah. well, and, and their own chair and that, that whole thing sure yeah or on the couch or you know <laughs> whatever they're comfortable with huh very cool well um so as far as you know trading psychology um there are, you know, quite a few trading psychology gurus around. Um, and, you know, uh, some of them are educated and trained, you know, in the, the psychology field. Others are just kind of self-proclaimed. Uh, obviously, you've got some degrees and some experience, you know, outside of trading. But what else uh, really sets you apart as far as, you know, how you, how you work with traders from like the rest of the crowd of the, you know, again, the trading psychology gurus? What, what, what sets you apart? Um, that's a good question. I've actually never thought of that. Um, but I guess the only way I can answer that is I've been told many times is that I'm quite unique in my approach um, working through hypnosis in the subconscious. I actually specialize in working kind of on beliefs and the belief system because I think I do talk a lot about beliefs in every podcast, in every session. Uh, people are probably here listening to me again and going, she's talking about beliefs again. But beliefs are really important. They're what shape us. They're the core of us. And um, 
I guess that's one of the things that I do specialize in and work with, with, with traders is kind of around their beliefs because I've noticed that many times, well, hundreds of times, that the transformation is really profound, you know, just by changing a person's belief, shifting old beliefs, bringing in new supportive beliefs, not just uh, changes in trading can happen, but also in other areas of their life. You know, relationships can improve, the relationship with themselves can improve. Um, so going back to your question, I guess I just kind of am unique in the way how I work and my approach and, and through hypnosis. Well, is most of what you do, is it is hypnosis your primary tool or is also yeah. support that you do, um, for lack of a better way to describe it, talk therapy? Or do you just have some conversation and then go ahead and take them into a trance and, and have most of your work directly with their subconscious? Pretty much mostly through hypnosis and the subconscious because that's where that's where I get the best results, sometimes the fastest results. Um, and, yeah, I mean, our subconscious is so powerful. And, you know, just even after one session, the changes can be profound. However, it depends on the person. It depends on how deep-rooted things are. But, you know, I do, in the beginning of sessions, generally, it's about coaching, about talking, talking about the progress, the changes, any challenges. And then most of, most of the session is generally working with the subconscious through hypnosis. How excellent. And, and refreshing, too. Um, and I, I think pretty, pretty cool that you also um, do focus on belief. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you there. Beliefs are... Yeah. It's so foundational because not only do the beliefs, you know, help you or, you know, part of your process for assigning meaning to things, um, it actually mm. also are part of your filtering what your, you know, what your brain will even allow in. Um, and so yeah. addressing stuff at the belief level, that's, yeah, that's huge. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, going on to that, like, it's, of course, things like working with traders on their uh, discipline, their patience, their confidence. That's all good. Of course, would, we would work on an accumulation of things. However, it's like putting a plaster on a cut or a Band-Aid on a cut. You're not getting to the, you know, the, the core issue because most of us do have limiting beliefs sure. that perhaps we're not good enough or we're not deserving. Um, and so if a trader comes to me and they've got a real limiting belief that has been around for decades that they're not good enough, we'll work on their discipline and confidence. But if I don't work on their belief system, they will st continue to see the patterns, the self-sabotaging behavior or however they have manifested it into their adulthood. It will, it will continue. Oh. Or if they've got a, a, a negative relationship around money, success, they will never reach success so yeah well yeah that makes total sense now um playing devil's advocate here a little bit uh one, <laughs> one mm. that, no I, I, I mean just being straight with you here one thing that i've um kind of espoused for years is that for traders most well generally speaking traders as a population are above average uh, i mean otherwise we wouldn't be in a position to trade there's mm -hmm. Your average person is not in a position, you know, they're not going to have $50,000 to open a trading account and start trading. Um, so, you know, just kind of stepping in the gate, most traders have already demonstrated that, you know, they're, they do know how to accumulate money. 
So, you know, they, as far as their issues with money, probably not as bad as other people. Um, yeah. They, they have to be okay with money to at least a certain degree. And same thing with success and same thing with discipline. Again, otherwise they wouldn't be in a position to trade if they had like serious issues with discipline or success or, you know, the relationship with money or even self-worth, they just wouldn't be in Mm. a trade. So they've already demonstrated at least a certain amount of okayness with all that. And so, I mean, regarding what you just said, it makes absolute sense. But how does that meld with the fact that they've already demonstrated a certain amount of being okay with those things? What, what have you found in working with people that kind of explains the contradiction there? Well, I think, you know, every every trade is different because you have some traders who come from kind of large corporations. You have some traders who are kind of just starting out and they're hoping to get funded. Um, so there are different levels of kind of where they're at on their journey. Uh, and it just depends, really. Yeah, but there are some traders. True. Yeah, and but there are some traders who kind of you just see that they can own. They literally just reach a certain blueprint or a certain you know level, and then there's kind of a pattern. It's kind of giving it all back or over trading or these patterns. Now I'm not saying that everything is down to the beliefs or the belief system, but from what I've seen over the last decade, it's it's pretty pretty much most of the time. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Absolutely. it just depends. Um, well, no, what you just said, it actually is extremely true. It's always going to come down to the beliefs. Regardless mm. of what the situation is, their situation is, everybody's situation, they're in that situation because of their beliefs. Um, this one yeah. book that I read not too long ago had an excellent perspective in it. Um, the, the book was Conscious Luck. And the, the perspective that the guy was presenting was talking about not beliefs, but commitments. And one of the exercises that, that he had was to write down the statement, um, I have the life I, I have now because of the commitments that I've had. I and like that. I now choose to um, use that power uh, to create the life that I consciously want. And mm-hmm. looking at it from, you know, a, you know, what are the things in my life that I'm committed to? And, and, you know, if you think about it, that, that it's like I said, just like with beliefs, totally applicable. Everybody's going to be in a situation they're in because of their beliefs and their commitments, but their beliefs really are. Cause like we were talking about, you know, there's conversation about, you know, the reticular activating system and how it's a filter for, you know, all the input that your body takes in and everything through your senses. But beliefs are the same thing, and, and, and you know, mm. the psychological equivalent of the RAS. Um, because, yeah, it's the filter, and it's what's assigning meaning, and it's what's letting things through, and what, what gets brought in and what doesn't, and where your focus is. So, yeah, beliefs is everything. Um, yeah. But as far as what, what you're saying, and, and I wasn't asking you really to try to trip you up. It's, I've been curious about it because I've experienced the same thing myself. It's like, yeah, I've been able to be tremendously successful in certain things, and, and with trading – yeah, man, uh, that, that I was taking a beating there for quite a while. And mm. a lot of the traders, I mean, I've, one of the first guys I worked with was hilarious because outside of trading, the guy was massively successful at almost everything he'd done. Trading, getting his butt kicked. And it really? made absolutely no sense because he knew what he was doing. I mean, he, the guy was a very astute individual. He was smart and he was good with numbers and he was good with money and technology and, the, like, you know, anything. He had all the personal assets. But man, when it came to trading, 
again, he, he couldn't make money to save his soul. Yes, yeah, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Going on to that, one of the things that I found that's really evident for traders is like the difference is day and night. When traders have a, another source of income or multiple sources of income besides trading, they can just flow through trading because that's that kind of unconscious, subconscious pressure taken off. They know that there's, there's other ways that are coming in. But what I found is, is when traders go from that transition to kind of a job or a career transitioning or wanting to transition into becoming full-time, that can be a real challenge for traders because subconsciously or even consciously they're going, I've got to make this work. There's all that pressure. I've got to make this work. I've got to put food on the table. I've got to pay my mortgage, you know, and solely from trading. And we know that trading is, there's always going to be losses and this, yeah, I've just noticed it can be a real problem, real challenge for traders. Yeah. That's, that's a really cool uh, view there. Yeah. And, and it makes total sense. Um, mm. Well, now part of that, just like the environment that you grew up in, though, um, you, you know, you had successful traders, generally successful family. Um, but the fact that there were traders there, there was the independence. Um, and yeah. just like um, Robert Kiyosaki talks in his book, Cashflow Quadrant, how there are like the four different mentalities. Where you have, you know, employee, you know, an employee, somebody who's always worked for other people their entire lives. You get somebody who's self-employed, which is a step away from that, but they're still working the job to a business owner, to investor. So you have the four mindsets, but they all have their own filters and expectations and everything. And yeah, I've noticed mm. the same thing is if somebody's, they've been an employee their entire life and they're trying to step into trading, they've got two learning curves to go through. They have to learn how to trade. They also have to learn how to run a business, how to start up. Yeah. Because that's a whole learning curve in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. And so there's so, a lot to learn. Mm. Yeah. Well, and the biggest thing about it, I mean, like you're talking about, is just the perspectives. They see mm. it all differently. Yeah. So, yeah. How cool. Now, for a good portion of your life, though, you've been independent. You've been self-employed, right? Yeah. Oh, but, yes. Yeah. I, I couldn't have it any other way. Well, but you've also worked for other people. Yeah. So, yeah. A long know, time so ago. Both experiences. Yeah, I guess kind of coming from a family of entrepreneurs. I don't know. I guess that's kind of subconsciously helped because I've kind of seen that it's it's achievable that you can do that. So I guess for me, the transition going from employment um, to to kind of going out on my own i just yeah i just it felt good it felt right so well you also have the level of and i think you touched on it when you were talking about confidence um mm. just the security of it uh for me i know when i was in the corporate world actually i i saw that as a very insecure place because the company that I was I was with, I mean, we had been bought and sold a couple of times, you know, change the name on the doors, get new shirts and cards and all the whole that whole routine. Yes, yeah. And you never know, like, you know, the, your company could get bought out, it, something could happen, you know, in the world, your industry, whatever. And so for me, it's like, I, I'm, I'm actually safest if I'm out on my own, because then I'm not yeah. on somebody else. 
And uh, but somebody who's only lived an employee life their entire life, they're the. And I've known tons of people. They're the exact opposite. They're like, oh my god, are you going? You're going out on your own. You're crazy. How risky is that? You know, I'd rather have the safe job. And so, mm-hmm. again, the, back to the beliefs. It's like, yeah, you know, what do you believe about being an employee versus, yeah, you're out on your own now. If you feel that that's just playing a high risk position to be in, you're going to have a hard time establishing that security in yourself. Because it's going to take some time. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly the same mindset of you as, as you. You know, like I, for me, it was like if I come across any challenges, I, I embrace a challenge, um, and you know, because through the challenges, they make us stronger, wiser, and we evolve and grow. Um, but yeah, I mean, we make it work. We're the creators. Whereas, you know, like you said, if we're in the hands of working potentially working for a company and obviously i'm not talking about every company but it could happen that you know the company gets taken over and it's like okay well what what next whereas if we kind of go out on our own like traders and we know that we're the creators and you know we can we can make anything work with that belief system and that mindset yeah well um yeah like you just said it, it, it beliefs and like I said earlier, the relationship with yourself. And I think that's really cool that that's part of the work that you do is, yeah. Um, yes. You know, what are some of the beliefs about yourself? Um, cause mm-hmm. that's huge. Um, huh. Now, as far as, um, you, uh, you know, as far as what you, um, you said you just work with traders now, and I know that you offer different, uh, different ways that you help traders. Um, why don't you tell us about the different uh, resources that you have for helping traders? Well, there's quite a bit. So, well, basically it comes in under two umbrellas. There's services and there is services and packages and there's products. So basically um, the services are four different kind of packages from Traders Bootcamp to Trading Transformation, which is the biggest kind of most profound powerful package um, so there are four different types of kind of packages that traders can have from four four sessions to 12 sessions including the trading mindset program um, and then basically we kind of just work on a flexible basis you know um, having one-to-one sessions and they also get access to certain audios from the trading mindset program during the work that we're doing together just to kind of amplify Uh, the results and the transformation then I have um, products so the number one product I guess is the trading mindset program which is very unique very very powerful it is a 27 week program Uh, it works on every aspect of trading psychology and more it is a 100% proven program and is changing the lives for every single trader every member it is yeah, it, it, it works on every aspect and it is structured in a way for long-term success. So there's also kind of audios around um, uh, wealth and success mindset. It also teaches traders self-hypnosis. So there's that, there's the trading mindset program. And then under that, I've got the trading affirmation series, which traders love to listen to in the day or the morning before before they trading for their session and also a trading meditation series for traders to listen to huh so as far as your 27 week course so that's primarily audios and exercises yeah uh, 
uh, are there like written exercises as well or mostly just the, the, the audios? It's literally just audios. Um, but within these audios, there are many different kind of techniques from NLP to visualization, to affirmation, suggestions. Um, there's a lot in each audio and it works literally from beliefs to behaviors to mastering trading. It works on confidence, eliminating fears, managing emotions. So it took months and months to sort of devise and create. Um, no, the results, the results for traders are, are profound. Yeah. Cool. So um, now you said you teach, uh, you know, self hypnosis. Are, are some of these audios actually hypnosis sessions, or is it like guided meditations, or uh, subliminals, or uh, I mean, or is it a mix of the above? So I teach. So there's two audios. So basically, I teach traders his self hypnosis consciously and subconsciously so there's one audio that kind of just they'll sort of sit there and listen to it and i'll guide them through the techniques they can kind of just consciously say okay this is what i do with the step i do this and this and then the second audio is, is to kind of they just listen to whilst they're going to sleep and then i teach it to them subconsciously so then they know the technique of self-hypnosis consciously and subconsciously. And I've, I've done this with clients. I've worked with clients doing this both ways. And it's really, really effective. Huh. So That sounds really cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 a really, it's a really good combination. So um, it's not just somebody sitting here listening to you, sharing a bunch of information. You're actually, actually walking them through an experience. Yeah. Oh, it's excellent. consciously and subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. So is, uh, what's the best way for people to uh, connect with you if they want to find out more um, at just at your website or other, your other channels or is your website probably the place, best place to catch up with you? Yeah. So I've got, I've got two websites. I've got uh, one in the UK and I've got a US website, but the UK website is probably the most busiest if you like. So um, the website is the best place. There's live chat on there. So um, there's also kind of contact details. And, you know, if I don't sort of respond within 24 hours, one of my team will, um, they'll always, they'll always respond or I'll always respond within 24 hours of uh, contact. So. Okay. Excellent. All right. And uh, just for everybody listening, I will I'll have the links down in the description below so that uh, you can go straight there and, and catch up with her. So excellent. Um, well, we are we're kind of running a little bit longer than expected, which is cool. It's, we are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, any last words of wisdom for everybody? Um, yes, I guess to traders, just trading is a journey it's not a race you know and it takes time it takes commitment you know and just just take time just know that with consistency you'll get there and invest in your psychology because it's so important um but once you do once you have a combination of a good strategy sensible risk management and you've mastered your psychology i've seen it so many times it's a combination for long-term success it really is yeah Excellent. Yeah. Good, good words. Well, Louise, thank you for, for sharing all that you have today. Uh, definitely very worthwhile and enjoyable for sure. Um, also, thank you. Some cool stuff uh, that I didn't know before today. Very cool. Um, so, uh, you know, for everybody listening, uh, like uh, Louise was saying, you know, do 
act on this though. Um, don't just, you know, f wrestle with the same things that you've been doing that haven't been working and, you know, just more time slipping by. Do attend to this because trading is a mental game. And so, yeah, if you're not addressing the psychology, you know, aspect of it, you're, you're only putting yourself at a disadvantage and, and not giving yourself the full advantage. And it sounds like, I mean, I've known Louise for a while now. She's a, a great gal. She's a lot of fun to work with. Uh, she knows what she's doing. I mean, she's very well, you know, credentialed and everything and, and helped a lot of people. And I know, I know I'm sure she can help you as well. So don't just sit there. Go ahead and check out her site um, and, you know, connect with her in, in, in any of her products or services. Uh, it would be an absolutely fantastic investment in yourself. And I think, uh, I'm, uh, you know, that you'd enjoy the experience. And I'm sure that, you know, you'd be glad that you did. So uh, definitely go ahead and do that. And uh, really, um, you know, that's it for this episode. Louise, thank you again. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for your kind words. And uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure working with you. And I've really enjoyed today. Thank you so much. Yeah, indeed. Well, everyone, we'll see you on the next episode of the Consistent Profits Podcast. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Inside Out Trading. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe on your favorite channel, and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.